Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. Here we are again on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. Glory to God. You know, the Word of God should never become a cliche to us. It should always be our reality. And I'm going to say this this morning, that this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. And I'm basing this on how good my God is. I'm basing this on how powerful and how true His Word is. And I'm basing this on the provisions that He has made for you and I uh, to come in, live into His kingdom, to allow Him to live on the inside of us. So every day, in spite of what we may be challenged with, is a good day. But in particular, because we're in this present day, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I am determined, yes. I am determined yes. to rejoice yes. and to be glad in it. Yes. And I hope you feel the same way too this morning. Well, glory to God. You know, um, there's so many of us that are dealing with so many things. We carry so much weight on a daily basis, and we need to be reminded of how uh, how God uh, is, is, is there for us and he's our ever present help and, and the truth and the reality that his word that all of his in his word he says that all of the promises of God all of his promises are yes and amen glory to God the thing that I have to do is line myself up with what he says is the reality of his word to become one with his word to recognize that he has become one with me, I've become one with him, and glory to God, therefore I have the victory. The scripture says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, the God who does exceeding and abundantly above all that I can ask or think. I love it that I'm thinking one way, that I'm believing, trusting his word, and he always exceeds my asking. Glory to God. <laughs> what a great God we have. Hallelujah. Well, I have this um, profession that I like to, uh, I ask our church members to, uh, to repeat with me periodically, and today is going to be one of those days that we're going to make this uh, confession this morning, and if, you know, if, if you would like to join along, that's fine, if you, you just like to wait and see what it says first <laughs> before you participate, that would make plenty of sense, but this should be your reality and my reality as well. Because we always want to manifest God's glory in our life. Always. We always want to manifest His glory. What is that? His view, His opinion, and His reality. That is His glory. His view, His opinion, and His reality. Yes, His, his glory is His brightness, His splendor, His, his wonder, you know. But also to you and I, in particular, it's His view, His opinion, and His reality. What He says about you and I as born-again believers, as children, uh, as, as heirs, and as joined heirs with Jesus Christ. So we're going to make this profession. Get ready. And, and this, it's this. Every decision I, will, uh, I make will either glorify me or it will glorify God. It will be based on either his opinion or my opinion. It will either take me to the limits of what I can produce or what he can produce. 
If I want the outcome God promises, I must make all of my decisions, decisions based on His motive, which is love, His wisdom, which is His word, as Jesus taught it. His power, which always manifests in those who trust Him. Amen. Glory to God. That's my profession today, and I hope you made your profession. Amen. Glory to God, because God wants us to be in agreement with what He says His reality is today. We're going to delve over into the area of rest today. And we're going to start tonight, today at uh, Matthew chapter 11 and verses, I'm going to start at, uh, I'm going to start at verse 27. We're going to focus on 28 to 30, but I'm going to start here. And verse 27 says, all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son or except the Son. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal to him. This is what he says to us. And I want you to get this. Because some of you are carrying these, some things unnecessarily. Some of you think there's no hope. Some of you think, of, some of us think that we're just weighted down with the cares of this world. We're weighted, weighted down with natural things. But this is what Jesus said. He says, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. He said, he will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you. Well, listen to this. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your soul. You shall find rest for your mind, for your will, and for your emotions. You shall, you shall find rest for those, for those things when those things that will come against you, the cares of the world would try to overtake you. You're going to find rest is what he's saying here. Hallelujah. He said, and he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Glory to God. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus truly wants to carry all of your burdens. He wants you to bring his burdens and set, uh, and set them before him. Amen? Amen? Now, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 1. Now, very few believers know or know, know many experience the reality of the rest that's mentioned here. It says here in, uh, in uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1, it says, let us fear less, meaning to prevent the possibility of promise being left of us entering into his rest, any of you sh should seem to come short of it. God wants us to experience this rest. We just saw, he said, Jesus says, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There is a rest those that will believe that will believe him there is a rest that we enter into for those of us who believe him now let's look at chapter 1 of Hebrews and I'm going to read down uh, 
to verse 3. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. Spoken unto us by his Son. We just saw that over in Matthew. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who, bring, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins and sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. Oh, aren't you glad that you have a savior who is resting? Yes. And he invites you and I to enter into his rest. He invites us to enter into his rest. He cares about every aspect of your life. But he's giving you rest. And he sat down at the right hand of the Father on high. Hallelujah. Right hand of majesty on high. Amen. Hallelujah. He's resting. Now let's look over uh, chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. And then we're going to look at verse 1. <laughs> now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand <laughs> of the throne of majesty in the heavens. Hallelujah. He is set down on the right hand of the majesty, uh, uh, I'm sorry, of the majesty in the heavens. Once again, he's resting. He invited us to do what? Enter into his rest. He said, come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. And here we see he's letting us know that he has entered into that rest and we have entered into that rest yes. with him. Glory to God. He wants us to rest. He doesn't want you in turmoil. He doesn't want you in chaos. He wants you at peace. Yes, I know things are coming at you hard. I know that you're under a lot of stress. I know that you've been dealing with things, but God, he wants you to... He said, what did he say? He says, he says learn of me. Learn of me. He wants you to understand uh, Everything that's been done for you, that's been accomplished for you. And that as you received him as your savior, you received his rest. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want any of, us, any of us to come short of his promises. Mm -hmm. We saw that in verse 1 of Hebrews. Mm -hmm. But now we're looking over in chapter 10 and verse 12 of Hebrews. But this, but this. After he had offered, oh, oh my goodness, here it is again. After he had offered uh, one sacrifice for sins forever, he sat down on the right hand of God. I'm going to take a journey. This is out of my scriptures, but I want you all to see something. Let's go to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, and we're going to look at chapter 2, and I'm going to find a verse. <laughs> oh. Oh, glory to God. 
Look at verse Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together or made us alive together with Christ. And the scripture says, by grace you are saved and hath raised us up together. Didn't say he was going to. If you notice it says, and hath, that's a past tense, hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In other words, made us rest. Who put us in rest. Glory to God. I don't know what's troubling you today, but as I'm telling you, in Christ is the rest that you need. The rest that he has gave his life for you to receive. This is not just when you when you leave this earth and you go over to the kingdom of God when you when you're with him eternally. This is talking about rest for your souls. Rest right now. He wants you to begin to see yourself always victorious in him. Not independently of him, but in him. You know, we made that profession. We said every decision we make is going to glorify me, it's going to glorify God. We want to make those decisions that glorify God because the truth and the reality of his word says that we are going to rest. We have entered into rest. Yes. So now we have to learn how to rest, glory to God. You see, Jesus had finished the work and his work was work, uh, and his work was work for us. As we see in Ephesians chapter 2 here in verse 8. Amen. Now, let's go back over to the book of Hebrews and let's take a look over there a few things. I know it's a lot of scriptures. That's okay. That's what we need. This is just our meal for today. And it says here in Hebrews chapter 11, he says, Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest, lest, meaning to prevent the possibility that any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Now what did Jesus say? He said he told us to learn of him. To learn. How do we, how do we uh, uh, labor? To learn of him. To learn of him. To get to know him. To understand him. To find out what he accomplished in us, for us. For us, in us, through us. Hallelujah. He says, let us, let, us, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, to prevent the possibility that any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Unbelief is disobedience. Unbelief is unpersuadableness. Then you're not persuaded in your heart. You know, uh, uh, the scripture talks of how Abraham was fully persuaded that whatever God said he was able to perform. We need to be fully persuaded and not be in unbelief that whatever God says, he is able to perform. He desires to perform that, perform that, perform that for us. He does not want to, he's not heaping curses on us. He's not. He's not doing anything that is contrary, that would be contrary to what he sent his son to accomplish for us. Amen. So God is not putting anything on you. He's not giving you 
thing to, he's not trying to get things to, to, to overtake you and teach you a lesson. That is a lie from the pits of hell and will cause you to be a, at odds with God. It will cause you to be afraid of him. Those are lies. And we don't believe those lies. They're lies. I don't care how, who says them. They're lies. And they're not from God. He said he wants you to enter into rest. Not beating you up and pounding you, but lifting you up out of what would hold you down. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, this is the rest of faith. It's the end of worry and it's the end of struggle. And you no longer seek faith nor power. Why? Because you have become one with him. If we saw in Ephesians, he says that we are seated together with him in heavenly places. We're not trying to obtain any more of what we already have. We become one with him and learn how to live and walk in faith. We walk by faith. The scripture says by faith. The scripture says, for the just shall live by faith. So we live by faith. Faith, hallelujah. And we understand the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. So now we have a confidence towards him. And we're not in fear of him. And these things the scripture tells us he worked in Jesus. He worked these things in Jesus for us. Through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We come up out of the grave. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You become one with him. You accept and appreciate the work that he did for you and the work that the Holy Spirit through the word has done in you. We have to allow the work of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. That's why it's so important to be sitting under the word. It is so important to be sitting in a place where Jesus is taught. Because he didn't say, learn more about faith. He didn't say, learn more about this. He said, learn of me. When you learn of me, those things will be developed in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. It has nothing to do with the realm of the natural and everything to do with the realm of the spiritual. Things that God has accomplished for us in his son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that I'm bound in him. Thank you, thank you. So what does that mean? I accept and appreciate the work that he's done for me. And the work that the Holy Spirit has done through me through the Word, I've come to know that you are what I am, what He says I am. Yes. Let me tell you something. Yes. You are what yes. God says you are. Yes. It is His glory, His view, His opinion, and His reality, not a man's. Yes. Not mankind, not the realm of the natural. This comes from the throne room. Hallelujah. <laughs> through the Son, glory to God. Yes. You know that you are a new creation. What does the scripture tell us in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And all things are passed away. Behold, behold, all things become new. 
These are new things that the natural mind cannot comprehend. These are new things that come from the Father done through the Son for us. Hallelujah. These are new things. that These are things that the natural mind, like I said, the peace of God that passes all understanding, the natural mind can't comprehend them. But these are things that are done, that are eternally done. These are things that are done in us, for us, through us now, and eternally. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are a new creation. If any man be in Christ, we're a new creation. All things have passed away. We become new. We have went from death to life. Yeah. We saw that over in Ephesians where he quickened us. He made us alive. It's new life that we have in Christ. Yeah. We have been made alive, glory to God. You have the very life and nature of the Father in you. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. hallelujah. You're a part of the body, a member of it. You're in the body, hallelujah. You were raised together with him. We saw that in the book of Ephesians, yeah. glory to God. Yeah. Will you receive that, or is that foreign to you? If it's foreign to you, just stay in the Word. God will reveal it to you, hallelujah. Yeah, he will. He'll show you, no matter what may come to your life, you are more than a conqueror. More than a, I don't care what you are dealing with, what you are suffering. Never mind in the realm of the natural. We know those things are there. They've come to harass. They come to kill, steal, and destroy. But we are more than conquerors through the sun. We are more than conquerors through the sun. So whatever it is you're facing, whatever health it health issues you are dealing with. You are more than a comfort. You don't look at yourself. You see the sun. Glory to God. Amen. You're more than comfort. See, these are facts. These are facts that, that you should know, that you have to know, that you must know. Glory to God. And with these facts, uh, you, you now can enter into his rest. It's a rest, it's, it's, it's a rest that Jesus purchased for you. Glory to God. No more worry. Hallelujah. Let's look at Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to look at verse, oops, Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 4. Oh, no, no, verses 6 and 7. And I think I just actually mentioned this a second ago. It says, be careful for nothing. In other words, be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. There was this doctor... Back in the early 1900s, Dr. Lillian Yeoman, and she wrote this beautiful book, but I can't remember the name of the book. One of the, she, one of the statements she made, she says, what remains but praise? What remains but praise? You make these things your reality, your praise will not be out of a sense of being a beggar. Your worship won't be out of begging. Your praise will be out of victory. Your, your worship will be based on the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. You're not a beggar. You're a believer. Yes, Hallelujah. You're a believer in the work and the finished work of Jesus Christ. 
you're a believer in God the Father sending Jesus the Son to die and to raise again. And when he died, we died. When he rose, we rose with him. He is the quickener. He is the life giver. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Thank you, Lord. And it says here, let me finish. Be careful for nothing but in, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your hearts be made known unto God. And, 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 and. I'm sorry, it said let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, She'll keep your hearts and minds, in other words, through Jesus Christ. It'll keep you in rest. Yeah. It'll keep you in rest. Yeah. It'll keep you in peace. It'll keep you in rest. Hallelujah. Yeah. The rest that Jesus provided for us, the rest that Jesus is experiencing through being seated at the right hand of the Father, the rest that God says, we are in Him, the same rest that He has, we have. Well, I know this is hard for the natural mind. I know some people are just shaking their head. I know I don't know what you're experiencing this morning, but it should be victory. Glory to God. You should see a light at the end of the tunnel. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And verse says, finally, listen to this now. It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. And see, so you got to determine if these things we're talking about today are true. Whatsoever things are honest, you got to find, you got to decide if they're honest. Whatsoever things are just or righteous, all right? And whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, and whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So we're not going to think on our circumstances. We're going to look at them. We're going to line them up. We're going to line them up. And then we're going to cast all of our cares on the Lord. We're going to realize that in our own strength, we can't handle these things. We're going to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And we're going to cast all of our cares on him because the scripture says he cares for us. And we're going to be sober. We're going to be vigilant. Because our adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. And those that he can devour are those he can keep in pride. Those that he can keep, make them think that they're independent of God. Those who work in their own action. But he cannot devour you because you trust God. Amen. Glory to God. It don't get no better than that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. In other words, you identify with Christ completely. You're so one with him uh, that the Father sees you as, as, as he sees the first begotten. And because of that, peace that passes all understanding uh, begins to fill your entire being. You're in rest. You're in a place of rest. You're full of thanksgiving. You can't thank him enough. All of your thoughts on him. Your heart is filled with peace and rest. You are so joyful. And people ask you, why are you so joyful? Let me, I, I, got, I got to tell this. I know, you, I always I tell you a little bit about my wife. And I don't mind telling you a little bit about her because, I mean, like I told you, she was my first example of what a true believer was because I lived with it day in and day out and I saw it. I mean, we'd be going through some situations We'd be in situations, in tight situations, things would look so rough, and I'm just pulling my hair out of that hair back then. And I'm just going to her, brother, and she would just be so steady. 
And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Don't you care that we're dealing with this? And she would look at me. It was almost like I thought it was a smirk. Like, honey, I'm just trusting God. <laughs> I'm so glad I got to move into that take-up, move into that resident. Hallelujah. To come into that place to move in and live in Christ and Christ live in me. Because I couldn't understand it. And there are people today that misunderstand her. They think she don't really care. And then why is she so joyful? Because she knows that whatever she asks the Father in Jesus' name, he will give it to her. Whatever she asks the Father according to his will, he will give it to her. And it just blessed me and hallelujah. You see, even to Israel, he said, he, he, called on, called, he told him to call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which thou, which you don't even know about, which you know it not. But you're not under the law. We're not under the law, right? We're under the sun. We're in the sun. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're an heir. You're a member of the body. And you can go boldly into the throne and, and find the grace to help in the time of need. And we, we are children. There's no more bail. There's nothing that in the, in the Old Testament, you know, God can only show them his, his back parts. You know, they can only see his back parts. But today, the bail has been removed and we can stand face to face before the Father. We can stand before him as children, as sons and daughters, as his children. Glory to God. You're an heir. Hallelujah. You can stand in his presence. He says, be anxious for nothing but only believe. Yes. Someone is sick and the doctors has given them up to die. But you and I, because of what we believe, what do we do? We hear sick. We, whenever we hear sick, because of what's in the heart, we hear healing. Amen. So we can pray and intercede and believe God and trust God and pass on the word of God. To teach Amen. God's truth and the reality of his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad this morning? Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your heart is filled with thanksgiving. Yeah. And, you, and, 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 and you're praising the Father. You're constantly giving Him praise for how wonderful and how great He is. You know, I always tell the people in our, in our congregation, I say, you know, this is praise and worship. I don't really like singing songs that are about God. If it's praise and worship, I just like to tell Him how great He is. I always like the songs that will come and say, Lord, you are great. Lord, you are mighty. Oh, you, you know, Lord, you're my savior, you're my healer, you're my deliverer. I love to tell him. I don't want to sit there and say, you know, just sing about him. I'm praising him. I want to tell him how great he is. And let me tell you something right now. As you grow and develop in the word, as you recognize being in Christ Jesus, as what he has done for you becomes your reality, that's the way you're going to praise. You're going to speak directly to him. You're going to praise him. When you pray, you're going to pray directly to him. You're going to talk to him, and you're going to put, you're going to bring his word forth, and he's going to say, you believe, and I'm telling you, that, I, I can't get into all that right now, but I, I, I'm going to keep going. It's just so awesome. You see, friends and relatives and loved, loved ones will never be able, they, they can't understand you. They talk about you. They say you're off. And they say many, many other things. As a matter of fact, you preach the gospel, some of them, they go run away. You're not off. You're in the master. You're in the savior. Lord, I'm with you always. It's your reality. 
He said, Lord, I'm with you always, and that's become your reality. You rented into his rest so people can't understand it. It's the peace of God that passes natural understanding. You know that no word from God, you understand that no word from God is void of fulfillment. And that in every word there is grace. Every word of God there is grace. What? Ability to bring that word to pass. Glory to God. And when you pray, he's thanking for the answer. You're thanking him. Your, your prayer is thanking him for the answer, not begging him to do something. Lord, I thank you that you're my healer. Lord, I thank you that you supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ, in Christ Jesus. Lord, I thank you that I have your peace. Lord, I thank you that my seed is blessed. I thank you, Lord God, that my seed are mighty in this earth. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You've entered into his rest. And when you pray, you thank him for the answer. The answer is sure. Just as sure as the sun's going to rise, the answer is sure. You make your request known to the Father, and the man and the, manifest, the manifestations that you need, they are going to come to pass. They're going to come to pass. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. No, make that 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And we're going to look at verses uh, 14 and six, 14 through 16. Oh, listen, 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 listen. This is important. This is important. Oh, my, my, my. But the natural man receive not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness unto him. Some of this doesn't make sense to some people who are natural. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. I'm praying today that the Lord will discern, yes. uh, the, that you will get discernment based on these things that we're talking about, that this word will get into your heart and they will become your reality. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. For who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have, well this is so important to understand, but we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ, that's why you have the peace of God, and that's why you can enter into his rest. Because you're learning to begin to see things the way Christ saw them. Mm -hmm. And how did Christ, how did Christ in the gospel determine everything? Based on what his father said. He always I don't say anything unless my father said it. I only do the things I see my father do. I hope this is blessing you today. Amen. And that's the way you and I see glory to God. Yes. Now the peace of God has taken possession of your heart and your thoughts are in Christ Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 5. And we're going to look at verses 6 and 7. I, well, actually, I went over this scripture. I, I, I really... I'm going to do it again anyway because I, I kind of got ahead of myself. You see, you're not interested in 
and a roaring lion, nor the questioning of other people, friends and family, things that would cause you to uh, not have confidence towards God, things that would cause you to question God's word. You're not interested in those things. You're established in his word. You know what his word says. You, uh, you, uh, you know that uh, your hope, you know, your hope or your hope with your godly hope, which is a godly expectation of only good, is in him. And you rest in his word. You've entered into his rest. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 5. I'll read it anyway because and I think it's verse 6 and 7. It says, humble yourselves. That means immediately that you've done what we opened up with. Every decision you make, you recognize that we either glorify you or God. You glorifying God. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due season. Because we said it's going to be based on if, uh, his opinion or mine. It will either take me to the limits of what I can produce or what he can produce. He said he will exalt you in due time. You don't exalt yourself, he will exalt you in time. And if I want the outcome God promises, this is the testimony that we gave. I must make all of my decisions based on his motives, which is love. Glory to God. It don't get no better than that. Hallelujah. It is, and, 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 and his motive, which is love, his wisdom, and his word, as Jesus, as Jesus, as Jesus, as Jesus taught him. His power, which always manifests in those who trust him. Hallelujah. I enter into his rest. You and the Father, you and the Father are working together, and no one can fence you in with circumstances. Say it with me. I will not be fenced in with circumstances. I have the victory. I am an overcomer because I am in Christ Jesus who gives me the victory. Just a few more scriptures. Philippians. Let's look at the book of Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to read verses 11 through 13. And verse 11 says here, Now that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in what service state I, I am, therewith to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But verse 13 says, I can do all things, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. In other words, I find all my sufficiency in Christ Jesus. Amen. I can do, I can overcome every situation because, because I can do all things, not by myself, but through Christ who strengthens me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I hope you're excited about that. I've learned to be independent of circumstances. I've learned to deal with circumstances. They no longer terrify me. I'm no longer terrified me by what it appears I'm faced with. The word of the doctors is based on sense evidence. The word of God is speaking to us. The word, I'm sorry, the word of God is speaking to us. The word and God are one. They are one, hallelujah, and we're one in him. I want to say this. 
I, 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 I once rested in the word of men. I once rested in the word of men, but I never found rest. There was no real rest. And John chapter 6 verse 63 says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. And Jesus said, The word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. They are spirit and they are life. And I'm going to go to one last verse of scripture here. In Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 9 through 12. And it says this. For this cause, this is Paul praying for us, and this is the way we should learn to pray. For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Watch this now. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet meaning qualified, which has made us qualified to be partakers, partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life, in, in, in life, in life, in life. In other words, we want to know his will. We want to be filled with exact knowledge of the, of the Father's will in our life. And, and you are filled with wisdom uh, to you, uh, uh, to use the knowledge that you can, uh, that you have gained, in other words. You're filled with the wisdom, the ability, the wisdom to use the knowledge that you have gained. And, and how'd you gain it? In studying His Word, in praying, spending time with Him, and the Holy Spirit revealing His Word and His truth and His reality to you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Well, my brothers and sisters, this is it for me today. Mm -hmm. And I just want to tell you, I'm excited for you because I know that this Word has landed in someone's heart today. And you are not going to be the same. You're going to begin to seek out God's word. You are going to, uh, you're going to, we're going to, you're going to go back. And we're going to do what we talked about in Matthew uh, chapter 11. I'm going to go right back there really quick. It's the last verse, but it is the last verse, real. <laughs> well, anyway. In Matthew chapter 11, you're going to say, when he says, Come unto me all that are, are, that are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to take Jesus' yoke upon you and learn of him. Learn of Jesus. Why? Because he's meek and lowly, and you shall find rest for your souls. You're going to find rest for your mind, your will, and emotions. You're going to learn to trust him and to believe him. And you're going to walk in Christ and walk to victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If anyone doesn't know Christ today, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You need to know and understand and be able to confess you need a Savior. I need a Savior. 
Lord, I can't save myself. I need a Savior. I need this. I need you working in my life the way the pastor talked about it today. I need you to work in my life. Yes. I need you to come inside and become one with me. Quicken yes. me. Bring me out of the dead and bring yes. me into life. Come, Lord Jesus, and live on the inside of me. God, yes. Father, God the Father, I believe that Jesus died for me. Yes. And I believe that he rose again. And I believe that he bought me new life. And today oh, I received that new life oh. in Christ Jesus. And Lord, I ask you to lead me and guide me into this new life that you've given me this morning. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you made that confession, if you made that prayer this morning, then you are welcomed into the family of God from the heavens above. All of heaven's rejoices and every believer should be rejoicing with you this morning. And we just welcome you to the family and we advise you to get in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church so that you can grow in the life that you just entered into. In Jesus' name, amen.